Today I have a very difficult task before me. It's biblically demanded. I have no choice in it. But I approach it with a lot of angst, I guess. You see, here's here's the thing. None of us are exempt or protected from theological missteps. We all fall into that sometimes. And, and I don't want to make anyone think that I stand above or over anyone else. It's just the way it is. But today I am responding to a video that was placed on Facebook by Pastor John Robinson of the Gate City Christian Church in Chubbuck, Idaho. See, these people are my neighbors. This church is my neighbor. John is my neighbor. And I want, well, the last thing I want is to create a stumbling stone, to create division. But yet, there are certain things that must be addressed. Recently, Pastor Robinson uh, posted a YouTube video, which caused me a lot of concern. And so I responded in a way that I thought was, was gracious. I encouraged his church to test the things that were being taught and to see where they stand as a body. I was hoping that Pastor John would respond, that he would act on these things, that he would consider my words, and instead he simply deleted my comments. Now, before we go any further, I want to take a moment and just kind of give you a backstory a little bit. Grace and I were fresh out of Mormonism. We were we were brand new Christians. And so we started going around to Christian churches in Pocatello, Chubbuck, American Falls. And we actually made appointments and interviewed pastors. When we interviewed Pastor John, he had some some ideas, some theological understandings that for me, even as a brand new Christian, freshly out of Mormonism, gave me great pause. I saw red flags everywhere, and so we kept looking for our church. The reason I have to do this is because I am now an elder in a Christian church. I am an ordained pastor. I have been going to theological school, and I have come to realize that uh, James clearly stated a responsibility that impacts all of us who want to teach and preach and share the gospel. This is in James 3.1. He says, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. That's out of the ESV. And so that's why I'm here today. The video was placed on social media, in the public square of social media, and so the response must be in kind, and so that's where I'm going to place this. As I said, uh, my response to him, my initial comment, uh, and I did try to be gracious, but at the same time, I didn't want to allow for any misunderstandings about my meaning. I put it up. I encouraged the church to respond to Pastor Robinson. I encouraged Pastor Robinson to respond to the comment, and instead he just simply deleted it and moved on, and I was 
saddened by that. Now, I, I want to be very clear about something. I have no axe to grind. My only objective, my only purpose in this is that our relationship with Christ will grow and be strengthened. You see, we cannot, we cannot ever allow the gospel of Jesus Christ to be submissive or in second place to anything. So Pastor Robinson's video was about giving to the church. <laughs> Is I find it very strange that he would suggest that our best way or one of the best ways to grow in our relationship with Jesus is to give to the church and to do it one dollar at a time that this is the most important thing one dollar at a time just one dollar at a time really talking about the importance of us having God's perspective about the finances and the treasure that he has given to us now it gets worse you see when I think of Jesus and his teachings, there are certain things that come to mind. There, there is grace and there is forgiveness and there is hope. There is instructions on how we should treat our neighbors and how we should glorify God. There are instructions on how we should avoid idolatry and moral sins and a dozen things. But Pastor John seems to see something which rises above all these other teachings. Have a listen. Jesus brings it up so much because it is the number one topic he addressed while he was on earth. It's a major topic in scripture about how we handle the treasure, finances, the opportunities that God has given us that way. So if Jesus taught more about giving to the church about our financial responsibilities, where? When? How? As the lad in the temple talking to the religious leaders, did he talk about it then? No. In the wilderness, when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, or on the Mount of Transfiguration, did he talk then about giving? No. In the Capernaum synagogue, where he announced his ministry. In Capernaum, when he talked to the centurion. In Tyre, when he talked to the Canaanite woman. No, no, no. At the well in Samaria, at the homes in Bethany, at Lazarus' tomb, or even at his own. No, 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 no. In the garden, or on the cross, or even did he speak on this topic when he spoke to his disciples after his resurrection? No, no, and no. Pastor John did mention one scripture in his video, and I find the use of that scripture to be incredibly troubling. He talked about where a person's treasure is, his heart will be also, and and. Then he talked about this is how we can measure our righteous giving to the church. This is how we can know if we are doing it the right way. Well, I've got to tell you that I have to reject that on a, on a number of different terms. But let's go to Matthew 6 and let's, let's look at the context. Because if we teach one passage out of context, we do not honor God. So let's have a look. Matthew 6, verse 1. Be careful not to perform your righteous acts before men, to be seen by them. Oh, this is talking about people that act religious in front of other people so that they can be honored, so that 
they can get the glory, not God. Verse 2, so when you give to the needy, do not sound a trumpet before men as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. Oh, this is talking about people who are working to glorify themselves and not God. Verse 5, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. Oh, they are still working for their own glory, not for the glory of God. Verse 7, and when you pray, do not babble on like the pagans, for they think that by their own words they will be heard. Oh, they're praying that they might be heard by men. Verse 16, when you fast, do not be sober like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. Oh, once again, people playing religion in order that they might be noticed by men and not by God. Verse 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust to destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where the thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You see, this passage has so much context and it is all about people whose treasure is pride to be acknowledged before men, to be seen as something more than they are. It's all about self-righteous pride. It's about glorifying themselves and rejecting God. It is not about money. It is not about money. Pastor John set aside the primary teachings of Jesus and created another God to preach his agenda. Now, Deuteronomy 13, the first few verses, takes a very clear stand against people who would preach or remake God in their own image. Pastor John rejected the teachings of Jesus and the key elements of the gospel to advance his works righteousness. Galatians 1, starting in verse 6, covers this very, very clearly. And per the first verses of Galatians 5, for those who focus on the teachings of Pastor John, Christ died for nothing, and they are fallen from grace. Who wants to be fallen from grace? I was recently over at Indian Springs. It's a campground swimming pool. It's a, it's a very nice facility here in our community. And I ran into three young siblings, one sister, two brothers, and they were amazing. They were wonderful, wonderful kids. And, and I couldn't find a single thing to not like about them. And as we were talking, they made it very clear that they were Christian, and I was encouraged by that. But then they said, oh, we go to Gate City Community Church, Pastor John. And I thought of a passage in Matthew 15. Matthew 15, verse 14. It's talking about some people who were teaching incorrect doctrines, and Jesus said, let them alone. They are blind guides, and if the blind lead the blind, both will fall in the pit. And so when I think about these amazing young people and think about them falling into the pit because they're being led by someone who says Jesus taught about money and about giving and about works righteousness more than he ever taught about grace or belief or salvation or justification or sanctification. Whew. It scares me to death because they will fall in the pit. Titus 1 gives us an interesting uh, look at this situation. And it says, starting in verse 10, 
for there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which ought not, for filthy lucre's sake. For filthy lucre? My friends, that's money. That's money. And Pastor John would have you believe that Jesus spoke of nothing more and valued nothing more than money. Verse 13, this witness is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. And so while I am being sharp and I'm being bold, I am reaching out in love, in an appeal. Pastor John, I strongly encourage you to test all my words And when you find them to be faithful, make a course correction. And for those of you who are members of Gate City Christian Church, now is the time to be good Bereans. You can learn about them in Acts 17.11 and test Pastor John's words against the Word of God as it's preserved in the Bible. And if they prove true, rest easy. But they won't prove to be true. And when you find that they are not the true Word of God, You have biblical direction, which you must follow, or you too will fall into the pit. Oh, may God bless you in this. It would be an amazing thing if above all other things, there was a course correction, an understanding of a theological misstep, and a church and a people back on course with God. May God bless you in this. Now, since this is uh, an episode of Ask Your Bishop, which is primarily... uh, a podcast where we compare Mormon and biblical doctrine and then ask hard questions for bishops, for, for, for members of the church to ask their bishops questions that can't be answered. And so I must include a few questions for the Mormon bishops. Now, when we look at Pastor John's video, we see him rejecting who God says he is and replacing God, replacing God's teachings with a new agenda. That's that's not good. And now, when you look at Joseph Smith and every prophet that followed, can we see evidence that they rejected the biblical God for something else? We see in Pastor John's video uh, an emphasis on a new gospel focused on giving away your money. Now, isn't that interesting because when we look at Joseph Smith and every prophet to follow and compare the gospel that they teach with the gospel that is represented in 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4, we find that they and Pastor John are guilty of the same thing. And finally, Pastor John and Joseph Smith rejected parts of the Bible and did their own rewrites for their own purpose. My friends, the church needs good men and good women who are biblically sound, who will stand up and be counted standing for Christ, standing for God, standing for the gospel. Oh, God in heaven, I pray that we all would be such people in Jesus' name. Have a good day, everyone, and I'll see you soon.